Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 24, 2018. I'm teaching a series entitled Standing on a Word from God, and this is part 41 of the overall series. This is part 13 of the life of David, and I'm calling this, You've Got This. Listen, as a believer today, for the next few minutes, I'm going to minister the word to you, and at the end of this message, you're going to feel like you've got this thing. I don't care what you're facing this morning. It could be a financial challenge, a marital challenge, a relationship challenge, a work challenge, a money challenge. I don't care what it is that's standing before you. Whatever giant is standing before you this morning, at the end of this message, God is going to rise up in you. and You're going to look at yourself and say, oh, man, I've got this. I've got this because the hand of God is on my life. So let's take a look at the word of God. So once again, this is 1 Samuel chapter 17. We're looking at verses 32 to 37. We're looking at what happened there. And so this is the setting. So if you look at the Valley of Elah, there's two mountains and uh, uh, two hilltops. And on each side, one side, you have the, the nation of Israel and Saul and his army. On the other side, you have the Philistines and their army. And then you have Goliath coming down into the Valley of Eli for 40 days, twice a day in the morning and in the afternoon. And he was taunting the armies of the living God and they did nothing about it. And after 40 days of taunting, he did this 40 days, twice a day, and they did nothing. It bothered them at not, nothing at all. Nobody came out to do anything. And then David was, uh, was, you know, his father had sent him like Uber Eats to go deliver some food to his brothers. And David heard one time, David just heard this one time. It, it, the other people, yeah, all the time. But no, David heard this one time and he was like, whoa, whoa, what did that, what did he say? This uncircumcised Philistine, what did he say? What, what? He was like, and so he walks up to the king. He says, listen, Mr. King, don't give up hope. I'm ready to go fight this Philistine. If nobody else is ready to fight him, then I'm ready to fight him. And the king looked at him and said, listen, you cannot do this thing. You can't go fight this Philistine. You're too young. You're too inexperienced. This man has been fighting all his life. This man has been fighting longer than you've been living. And David looked at him and said, okay, I got what you're saying. And I understand what you're saying, but let me tell you something about myself. He says, I've been a shepherd boy. I've been tending to my father's sheep. And one time I was out there by myself. It was just me and God and the, and the sheep. And, and a lion came and tried to eat one of the sheep. And I fought the lion and I killed the lion with my bare hands. Another time a, a, a bear came and a bear tried to eat one of the sheep. And I grabbed the bear and I fought a bear with my bare hands and I killed that bear. L listen, let me tell you something. The same God that delivered me from the claw of uh, or the mouth of the lion and the same God that delivered me from the claws of the bear. That same God is going to deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine. You don't know who you're talking to. You don't know who's on me. The, the grace of God is on me to do this thing. And so the king was like, whoa, well, then you go and the Lord be with you. So what does this mean to you today? We keep coming right back to the same story. I can't move on because there's so much here. What does this mean to you on this morning? And I'm telling you, you've got this thing. You've got this because God is on you and in you, and with you, and for you. So what does this mean to you today? I have three things to share with you. I want you to open up your heart now to what God is saying. You ready? Here we go. Number one, you have to believe in yourself, even when no one else does. You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe that God is on you. You have to believe that God has graced you. You have to believe that God has called you. You have to believe that you can do what God called you to do for such a time as this. Saul straight up, I mean, this is the king. He straight up told David, you can't do this thing. He was like, you're too young. You're too inexperienced. You're not capable of the fight. You can't do it. And thankfully, David did not base his opinion of himself on Saul's assessment of him. He looked at the king. He was like, nah, I'm not even going to second guess myself. 
uh, uh, he had been through too much. He was like, listen, I, I have to explain something to you. I've already been through too much. I've experienced too much to allow your assessment of me to deter me. I am not going to be deterred. I am not going to be derailed. I believe in myself because I believe in God and I believe that God's hand is on my life. See, when you know who you are, you don't allow anyone to convince you otherwise. See, yeah, people are going to have their opinions and they will make their assessments and they will tell you, I've been underestimated many times. You, they will look at you and because of what you look like or how little you are, how big you are, you know, how skinny you are, how fat you are, uh, how strong you are or not, or how weak you are. It doesn't matter how much money you have, how much money you don't have, what education you have or what education you lack. It does. They'll look at you and they will make their assessment and they will make an assessment of you, but you can't allow their assessment of you to deter you. You have to know who you are. If you don't know who you are, then somebody else is going to be able to tell you who you are, but you got to know who you are. And when you know who you are, you are not moved by other people's opinions and you are not moved by other people's assessments. You must know who you are and you must know who you are through experiences with God. This is why it is so important to not just know God through a book. If you only know God through a book, if you only know God through Sunday school, if you only know God through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, then your relationship with God is lacking. You must have some real life experiences with God. You must go from classroom setting to the lab, right? I mean, you got to do some hands-on with God. You, your learning has to turn into living. David was like, I've been through too much. I've experienced too much. And because of my experiences, I'm not going to be moved by what you say. I know who I am. You must know who you are. You must. David went down into the Valley of Elah and he was ready to fight the giant because he has some experiences with God out there on the plains. And so you must have experiences with God because it is your experiences with God that, that are going to enable you to believe in yourself when nobody else does experience God. Number two, problems you are called to fix bother you in ways that do not bother other people. And this is something that you must learn as a believer because you're going to see some stuff and, and it's really going to irritate you and it doesn't seem to irritate other people. You know why? Because they're not graced to fix it like you're graced to fix it. Goliath was taunting Saul, was taunting the nation of Israel twice a day for 40 days. And it seemingly didn't bother them. They didn't come out. They, nobody said anything. Nobody did anything. 80 times this happened. But on the 80th time, when David heard it, uh-oh, David only had to hear it once. They heard it 80 times. David only had to hear it once. And once he heard it, the first time... He's like, no, 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 I'm anointed to fix this thing. I am graced to fix this thing. David heard through a different set of ears. David saw the giant through a different set of eyes. See, when you hear things and you see things from God's perspective, he will highlight things to you that are problems that you are anointed to fix. The reason why it's not bothering nobody else is because you have the grace to fix it. You are anointed to fix these things. He was anointed to address the giant, so he heard the giant and he saw the giant through a different set of eyes and ears. When you are anointed for something, you see things from God's perspective. See, when you are anointed to address a problem, then that problem, you're going to look at it. You're going to hear it. You're going to see it. It's going to irritate you in ways that it just doesn't seem to irritate other people. But when you see the problem and you're bothered about it, you're wondering why doesn't it bother other people? 
because you're the one with the grace to do it. You're the one with the grace to fix it. The reason why it doesn't bother them, the, the, the way it bothers you, is because God's anointing is on your life to address it. And you're, obviously the anointing of God is not on their lives to address it. So you got to be okay with addressing and accepting whatever it is that is rising up in you. See, there are problems in this world that you were born to address. You were born to address some things in this world. And you are actually predisposed to these problems in ways that other people are not. So you are going to see things. Even from the time you were a child, there's some things that bothered you that didn't bother other people. You know why? Because you are predisposed to address those areas. You were, you were called, you were anointed, you were appointed, you were sent into this planet when you were born for such a time as this to be able to address these things. So when you come across them, like David came across Goliath, something is going to rise up inside of you to want to fix it that it doesn't. And you're looking at other people like, why doesn't this bother you? Why? Because they're not the ones that were called to fix it. You are called for such a time as this. This is your season. This is your time. This is your turn. God's hand is on you to address it. That's why it's bothering you so much. So embrace the grace to do it. Number three. And finally, Having altars of remembrance of the past will empower you for the present. It is important in your life to have some altars. In biblical times, an altar was a place of worship. It was a place of sacrifice, but it was also a place of physical remember a physical place of remembrance. What they would do when God did something big, they would take some stones or they would take something to build an altar. And it was an altar of remembrance so that they could remember and so that generations that followed could remember what God had done. See, when you read the Old Testament, you're going to see many altars throughout the Old Testament where the Israelites were like, oh man, this is big enough. Let's establish altar. We don't want to forget it. And we want the generations to come not to forget it either. So when you're facing challenging times, their point was there are going to be times when we're facing challenges in the present. And, and, it, and it does us some good to go look back to the past. And I, if I can trace God and say, oh, hold on. This is what God did uh, when I was three years old. See, when I, me, Rick Pena, I got some altars. When I was three years old, I got hit by a car. And I had blood coming out of my ears and my nose and my mouth and I was unconscious. And, and, and my mother lifted me up and, and dedicated me to God. And I woke up in that moment and she said, Lord, if you will spare my son, then I'll give him to you. And I woke up in that moment. See, that's an altar of remembrance. I remember that. And because, because God did that for me and there were other times I was, I was shot at with a sawed off shotgun. When I was 11 years old, I had a 357 Magnum placed in my head. In New York, I had knives to my throat. All of this happened. And you know what? God saw me through it all. And these are altars of remembrance. So when I'm facing something today. No, 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 no. The same God that saw me through that is going to see me through this. David was like, oh, there's no way in the world I'm going to be afraid of this giant because I fought a lion and I fought a bear with my bare hands. And the same God that delivered me from the lion, the same God that delivered me from the bear is going to deliver me from this giant. My question for you this morning is, do you have some altars? Can you look back to the past in ways that is going to embolden you and empower you and infuse you with strength for the present? You have to remember you have to trace yourself. You have to look at God. Man, God has done too much for you. He's, he's, he's kept you for such a time as this. He's manifested his glory and his power in your life. And sometimes you have to look back to the past to be emboldened in the present. You need some altars in your life. You have to remember, no, the same God that did this is going to do that. There's no way that I can lose. I'm not, I'm not deterred. I'm not moved. I'm not swayed. Fear has no power over me. You know why? Because I've been through too much. God has done too much in my life. And the, the God who did it then is going to do it now. You know why? You've got this. This is your season. You are graced for such a time 
as this. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to repeat after me now in faith from a believing heart. Say this. Say, Father, this is a season of expectation for me. You have called me for such a time as this. This is my season. This is my time. This is my turn. You have anointed me to address certain things in this world and address them I must. Things bother me that do not bother others because they're not called to do what I'm called to do. So I embrace your grace, Father, to walk in my calling. I will not allow fear to get a hold of my heart. I remember what you did in the past and it emboldens me in the present. I launch out into this day, ready to slay any giant that stands before me. I've got this. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it, receive it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up. There's a subscribe button on the right hand side of the website. Listen, I'm telling you, you've got this thing. The challenge may be big, but your God is bigger. If the giant is standing before you, pick up what you have in your hands. We're going to learn that David picked up five smooth stones and he, he killed a giant with a stone and a slingshot. I'm telling you, there's nothing you can't do. You've got this thing. You are called for such a time as this. Before you leave the screen, please share this message with someone that you know so that they can be empowered and emboldened as well. And together, let's all of us go and slay some giants today. God bless you.